Welcome to Guest of the Year. I'm the host. My name's Mike. This week, we're playing a team format. Here's how the game works. I play a song for a team of three comprised of returning Guest of the Year contestants. After the song concludes, the team will discuss and ultimately submit a single guest of the live track's year. However many years off they are is their team score for that round. If they nail the year exactly, they get zero points. If they're one year off, they get one point, and so on. After five songs, however many years off they are in total is their team's score for the game. On last week's episode, Cooper, Gemma, and Michael got seven points. That's the score to beat for this week's team. Whichever team has the lower score wins a prize pack of Guest of the Year shirts. Unlike the main tournament, where the winner stays on, these are one-off matches. We'll meet the Deadheads in a moment, but first, without further ado, the Grateful Dead. Mike is 53 and he's from Denver. He was in episode 11 where he went head to head with Smigo deep into the finals. Mike, welcome back to Guest of the Year. What did you hear there? What are you thinking? Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. This is going to be fun. Um, we'll see how good I am uh, tonight. Um, I was thinking somewhere between 72 and 74, uh, just hearing Donna in there, hearing Keith kind of a little louder. Um, sounding pretty confident. Might be a little later. I was kind of like right around in in uh, in that seventy two to seventy four range. I think if I were to have to guess, I'd say, oh man, maybe a seventy three. But I want to hear what uh, everyone else has to say here too. See, uh, <laughs> see what my ears are hearing versus others. And I don't want to sway. I, hopefully, I don't sway anybody. Like, oh, I was thinking ninety four. And like, oh no, now I'm going to go to 74. That's part of the game, you know? Um, yeah, I know. So Adam 
is 44 from Manistee, Michigan. He was on episode 14, and uh, he had some technical issues in the first song, and he got out on the first song, and then sometimes people hang out after they're eliminated, and sometimes they message in answers, and it's and it's great, but uh, Adam messaged in like pretty much every correct answer after he got out. And I was like, oh my God, Like I found like a prodigy, and he got out in the first round because of technical issues. So ever since then, I was like, got to have Adam back on. He's back. Thanks for being back, Adam. Uh, what did you think of Mike's diagnosis there? What do you? What's your gut telling you? Thanks for having me back. I'm stoked. Uh, the, the first episode is so fun just to hang out. Um, I think he's right on. Um, it's definitely early 70s, right? Um, it's def- I, I agree with the 72 to 74. I'd probably hedge on the 72 kind of end of it. You know, it's just Billy. Yeah, as soon as Donna came in. And then kind of the recording quality of it, it sounds kind of, you know, a rougher reel, you know, and as the years went on, the, the recording quality got a little better and a little better and a little better. But I, I, I dig your assessment though. Like, uh, that's right where I'm at as well. I, I'd probably, if I had to pick, I'd go with 72. Okay. Nate was a two-time champ, episode nine and 10. Thanks for coming back, Nate. What are you thinking about uh, what Mike and Adam are saying? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me back. It's always great coming on. Um, but I think Mike and Adam both did a great job. I think we're all on the same page. I, I was taking notes as I was listening, and I literally, first thing I wrote down, 72 to 74-ish, followed by like one drummer. We got only Donna. I couldn't pick out a pig. That's what I was trying to differentiate between more of a 72 versus more of a 73 or 74. Um, I couldn't really tell if I was getting any pig keyboard along with the Keith. You definitely hear Keith in there. Heard Donna. I definitely, I wrote down early recording, like Adam was saying. Um, I heard a minor like cheer when they started singing, which makes me think it's not 71 or anything. When they first started playing the song, people know the song by now. So I am, I'm definitely between 72 and 73. That definitely seems like our consensus. We just got to make a decision on whether we think it's late 72, because that definitely didn't sound Europe 72. Yeah, I was thinking like, I, I, I heard not, or I didn't hear like, yep, Europe 72, just like close it out, Europe 72. I didn't hear that. That's why I kind of made that, that gap, that three-year gap. Um, so yeah, late 72, maybe sometime in 73. Um, that's kind of, I think, where I'd fall after uh, listening to uh, you, Nate and Adam. Uh, 72 definitely is where I would be if I had to choose between any of those, but yeah, it's definitely an early deal. Yeah. And I feel, I feel confident in that too. I like, and like I said, that's kind of where I went and thinking more about it. I'm just like, I don't know, latest 74. I don't think so. So I'd, I'd throw out a 72. Yeah. Late 72 sounded, sounded pretty spot on. Okay. 72, I guess it is. Okay, so it was Deal at Community War Memorial Auditorium in Rochester, New York on September 27th, 1976. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh. What? <laughs> there was wow. two drummers in there? Did we, we all hear a single drummer? What? Yeah, like, that, what, that's, all, that's all I picked out, too. Wow! I, I didn't think Jerry was jamming that hard. Yeah. I swear, he jam- like as soon as he started doing JGB, he started tearing up Deal. And so I would have expected a post 75 to have a little bit more oomph. Exactly. Yeah. So, wow. 
I'm getting a little sadistic here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got a four there, so now you have to some ground to make up. But Mike, uh, we were talking before about your um, kind of listening room. How what would you how would you characterize it? You know, well, I, I call it the media room um, because that's kind of what's in here. It's it's books, it's CDs, it's records, it's tapes, um, and then just artwork that I surround myself with, whether it's uh, concert posters, uh, pictures that I've taken, uh, dead shows, fish shows back in the day, things like that, autograph stuff. And then I'm a big toy collector. So I've got a, I've got all my toys and stuff like that in here too. It's a nice, it's, it's, it's a great escape. Um, just something where if I just want to chill or I found some new records or some new stuff, um, just to kind of just hang out, um, around all of my comfy cozies and, uh, and just enjoy, uh, enjoy music. And are you mostly doing tapes, uh, archive, digital? It's kind of a little bit of everything, just whatever I feel like listening to, I can generally find it in here, um, on vinyl or CD or, or I'll, or I'll grab a tape. Awesome. So you guys are, have four going in song two. Uh, the goal is seven. So, uh, got to nail a couple here. We can do this. We got this. We can do this. Okay. Let's play song number two. profit adam do you have uh, any thoughts i think it's definitely sometime between 83 to 86 brent doesn't use a whole bunch of different tones pre kind of 85 although this might be 85 i feel like i've heard this before and, and his high when he sings the high notes they're not so gravelly you know the later on if you listen to him in like 89.90 Brent doesn't sound like um you know early mid 80s Brent um Jerry's tone's different and um yeah 
if I had to pick a year, I'd say 85, but I feel like I've heard this version before. <laughs> I could be completely off though. Who knows? Nate, how do you feel about that range that Adam suggested? Two numbers I have written down are 85 slash 86. Those are the two numbers I got written down. If I was playing the game on my own, that's probably where I'd be headed. Definitely the two drummers, definitely heard Brent, which makes me think it's not super late. He wasn't kind of like, he wasn't very aggressive, but he was there. That leans me towards middle. Also, like, I was totally missing any kind of Jerry singing anything, which makes me think closer to comatose Jerry. So 85, 86. Uh, it was also really bass heavy, which is kind of just a trend that I get from the mid 80s. Although I don't listen to much between like 83 and 80, like six. Yeah, I, I'm at 85, 86 is what I wrote down. Um, it seems like Adam was on a similar page. I'd like to hear what Mike has to say about it. Yeah, Mike, what are you thinking? Yeah, so I, I wrote down 82 to 86. So again, I think we're all in that same kind of ballpark. Um, Brent's keys reminded me of something like around like 85 or earlier, maybe. And then Jerry coming in at the end, his voice to me sounded kind of strong. So that's why I was kind of like, I don't know about 86. Um, I think you guys were both kind of in the 85 range. I I I think I would go with 85 too. Um, it's funny. I I listen to. I'm one of those oddballs that really likes to listen to 84, 85, um, Greeks 84, 85 stuff like that. Brendan Byrne. Those are the some of the first tapes I ever got. Um, and it definitely has that feel. I'd be comfortable with going with 85. I would agree. 86 is also a little bit risky of a guess because he wasn't a coma half the year. So you're really only <laughs> right. guessing. Not you're as many really, shows, right? You're really only guessing early 86 or maybe. I think they played a couple times in December, um, maybe. But by July, he was out of commission for the rest of the year. So I'd, I'd rather guess on a year where I got a full year of dates. I feel like I've heard this version before. Where was it? Search your, search your mind, Adam. Where did you hear it? It was definitely a cassette. And some of those Greeks were some of the, you know, early cassettes I had. Um, yeah, I feel like it was an 85. And that's a great guess. Yeah, I, 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 I like that too. I'm cool with it, yeah. So no one objects to 85? No, I'm, 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 I'm good with that. Yeah, I got it written <laughs> on my paper. I'm cool with it. Don't Sounds do good. it to us, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to hit us with this is that coming out of nowhere, like right. 79. Brent, Brent just joined, doesn't know how to play yet, and they don't know what's going on. Like, I swear, if it's April 79, right when Brent joins, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> uh, okay. It was estimated profit at the Greek Theater in Berkeley, California on May 13th, 1983. 83. Oh. So you had the Greek theater, Adam, uh, two years earlier. Uh, actually, when you came on the show initially, you said you listened to three or four shows a day, mostly while you work. But you and I chat on the side a little bit. And you said you got this big promotion. And everyone wants to know, even with the added workload, are you still able to bang out eight or nine hours of Grateful Dead a day? It, it's broken up a lot more. <laughs> a lot more meetings at work. So. Um, but yeah, I listen to just as many shows. Um, I have to schedule a little bit tighter with my time, so I usually get all the links out for all the shows so I can pick through them throughout the day, one after the other. But yeah, you just got to manage your time better to get all the shows that you want to listen to. You know, and if I'm working data or whatever, um, it works out really well. 
so I can just have my earbuds in and close the office door and, and jam out. And have you had any, um, uh, come to Jesus moments with Ro Jimmy, which you, uh, famously, uh, said you, uh, are not a huge <laughs> fan of when, on your first appearance. I haven't skipped a row Jimmy since. Wow. So that's pretty, that's quite a while. So that was, uh, nice. <laughs> that was January. So yeah, that's quite a while. Yeah. Just big proud moment for me. <laughs> Deadhead dumb. <laughs> I, felt, I felt the judginess of the internet of me. Yeah. Yeah. Of you very specific. <laughs> <laughs> there were lots of oohs and boos, uh, when I said it. So I, I felt it. <laughs> You know, we had an interesting take last a couple of weeks ago that uh, someone said it must have been the roses was a bathroom song. Does anyone have a strong opinion either one one way or the other on that? No, nah, I'm team Ro Jimmy bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> roses is way better than Jimmy. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song, Mike. I I like both of them. Um, I, I I agree with Nate. I think if I had to pick between the two of them, um, Roses would win hands down every time. Yeah, I'd, I'd, it, most of my bathroom songs were uh, some of the later Brant stuff. I think someone last week or a couple of weeks ago was talking about the, like, gentlemen, start your engines and things along those lines. I'm just like, okay, I got five minutes. I'll be right back kind of thing. So those ones for me, um, some, of, uh, some of the later songs, some of like Karina, uh, for me, it was always a really good bathroom song. Um, I would always duck out during uh, during Karina. But yeah, Ro Jimmy uh, must have been the roses. Yeah, I I I'd love listening to those. That was uh, John Nixon, uh, who uh, okay. generally start your engines. Brent, love that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, you guys have six going into uh, the third song out of five, so you just need to nail these last three or you have one year to tie zero years off to win no pressure no pressure we got this i'll play the next song Just might get 
some sleep tonight. Nate, what's your gut telling you? Yeah, I didn't like that one. Um, <laughs> uh, not that I didn't like how it sounded. Uh, I didn't like my odds of guessing it correctly. Friend of the Devil, great song. It's definitely a later version. They're playing it significantly slower than they do when they first start off in the early 70s. Jerry sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty young. There was some weird recording with his voice, like some, I don't know if that signifies an, or an earlier recording. His voice kind of like altered after like the first line or two. He was harmonizing with someone and I want to say it was Brent, but I say that with a grain of salt because he was very low, which makes me think early 80s. So I'm somewhere in the early 80s, maybe 79. This one was pretty tricky. I'd like to hear what everyone else has got to say. Um, Adam, you were kind of nodding along. What part of that resonated? Oh, a bunch of it. Um, it's definitely early Brent. My gut feeling right off the top is it's 1980. Um, the harmonies and stuff, you know, if you've listened to Reckoning and Dead Set, are, are are dead on that year, and especially those runs, and, and they played Friend of the Devil a bunch. And Jerry still sounds good, you know, um, early 80s. He's got a fresh voice. I dug it. Mike, where do you come in on this? Right where these guys are. Um, 79 to 81 is what I wrote down pretty quick. Adam, you had mentioned uh, Dead Set and Reckoning. Um, those were a couple of the first Dead albums that I got. But of course, those were 1980. So if you're going to play the game, I think we're all kind of right around like early 80s, 79 to 81. I kind of like 1980. I heard that early Brent. I heard that strong Jerry voice, um, that groove that kind of like lapsed over from 78, 79, uh, Keith and Donna kind of stuff. Um, it still had that same kind of tight and that good groove of a feeling to it. I I kind of like 1980. That's what I was hearing. Nate, people are kind of echoing your initial stance. How are you feeling about it now? Yeah, this one was definitely my last two. I had written down like a like a tight two, three-year gap. This one I just wrote early 80s, maybe 79. And I like what they're saying. It does. I do get a lot of reminiscent of like Reckoning, um, the acoustic sound. Uh, definitely Jerry's young, so it can't be too far into the 80s. He sounds too good for it to be 83 like we were hearing earlier. So I'm I'm definitely I'm comfortable with 80. Could be 79, but I think 80s they were really nailing those harmonies towards 80. Brent got a little more time with the band, so I'm comfortable with 80. That sounded pretty good. Adam and Mike. Definitely, I'm good. Mike, I th I think 80s the way to go, but I the look on your face, you're like, oh, guys, you sure you want to go 80? You sure you <laughs> want to go 80? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it swinging by a year either way really easily. I, I, I know because all three of us are just like, yeah, like 79, early 80s, 79, 80. I, I, I think 1980 playing the game. I, I, I think that's kind of where, where we want to be. I agree. It's locked in. It was... Friend of the Devil in London, England on March 20th, 1981. <laughs> oh. The classic Europe 81. Yep. Um, Nate, since you took the guest of the year world by storm, winning two in a row, being the youngest to win and win two in a row, how has your life changed? I'm guessing dramatically. 
Well, I got a bunch of fancy new shirts from Play Dead. That was pretty cool. And I've been trying to diversify my listening a little bit more. I just wrapped up the Spring 90 tour. I just listened to all of that. I think that ended like two days ago. Uh, phenomenal tour. I hadn't actually spent enough time listening to that one. I was really coming around to some Brent. We were talking about Brent earlier and some of his later songs are skippable. There are a couple in there that I'm I'm really big fans of. I, I love when he does Dear Prudence, Dear Mr. Fantasy, Just a Little Light, and Blow Away. Those are some phenomenal late Brent stuff, but I agree that Start Your Engine, some of his some of the first set songs, like early first set, not not that great. Do you think that 1990 was the peak for Grateful Dead with Brent? Personally, I would say yes, but I would asterisk that with I am not the most informed person to be making this decision, <laughs> mostly because I don't have enough experience in that mid-80s. Like, I listened to a good amount of early Brent, 79, 80, and I listened to a lot. I like 88, 89, 90. Great. Those are peak Brent, in my opinion, like 89, 90. But it's hard to tell, like, how peak was it a limit? Like, I can't really tell you. Was it linear from 80? Did he continuously improve? Was it, like, a little wavy? Was he? But did he go down when Jerry was kind of going down in 86? Because when Jerry came, comes back, they really mesh and and they're, they kind of vibe off of each other. And I think that energy in the late 80s and into 90 plays really well. And it's just really unfortunate what happened to Brent. It, it kind of, you know, can play those what ifs, what happens if Brent doesn't OD and he keeps playing with the band. Like, do you think that keeps Jerry a little more straight edge, keeps around a little longer? Like, who knows? Yeah, very sad. Mike, do you have an opinion about peak Brent? I, I kind of think um, late 80s, like when, once you start like after like post coma, like Nate was saying, um, that meshing kind of thing and where the band I think was feeling more confident um, and Brent was feeling more confident because I, I always like heard on tour and like, um, like especially like early um, after he had joined, like he was always known as like the new guy. He's like, I've been with the band like 10 years. Like, what do you mean I'm the new guy? Um, but I think kind of after that, like I think once other people in the band woke up after uh, uh, after 86 and Jerry, they were all healthier. They were um, probably rehearsing more. So you get that 87, 88, 89, 90. I, I would say that's peak Brent. Adam, are you, are you throwing your hat in the ring for late 80s or are you going to zag and go early 80s for your favorite Brent? Uh, no, definitely late 80s, anywhere from 87 to 90, but I think it's different every year. <laughs> I think 89 and 90 are very similar in, in how great those two years are, but 89's got this little bit of raggedness that's really cool uh, that I dig. Uh, but 90s, you know, there's some really, really amazing shows in 90s, and feels a lot more polished um i mean it's just a fantastic year you know the whole the whole year every tour there's just five star shows um but i i mean i dig i dig all the years and it's cool the cool thing about listening to a lot of shows is that it's giving me an appreciation for all of it in a big picture way being able to see you know the seeds of songs and, and how those build and how those grow and become into things or just get dumped out of the playlist. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of zigged and zagged, but came to the same answer. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys have seven points, which is how many they finished with. So you need to nail the next two to tie and also win a prize pack. 
So you guys are still in this. You just need to nail the next two, which is well within all of your guys' uh, <laughs> capabilities. Uh, and we're we're getting better as the night goes on. Like we were off by four, then we were off by two. Last we were off by one. So we just need a couple of goose eggs, and we're right there. Exactly. Then the team is forming. We're tied. It's like any uh, sports movie, you know? Starts off a little wobbly, and then by the end, they win the championship. We're all running up the stairs and shadow boxing and fright. Shadow boxing and apocalypse. <laughs> nice. Well done. Okay. They need to nail it. Let's hear the song. Okay, who has a feeling, a strong feeling? I have a feeling. (laughs) Thanks, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was a little muddy, but it's definitely Bruce in there. Um, There's definitely Bruce and Vince. So unless Mike is giving us another off year, um, you know, it's either fall 90 or 91 is the easy pick, uh, you know, on the late end of the spring 92. Um, Jerry sounds a little rough. Uh, he's not playing a bunch and he's not doing anything fancy. You know, there's not uh, even, even the Chuck Berry stuff you expect to hear. Yeah. What do you guys think? What you got, Nate? I feel like going last. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I don't know. No problem. Uh, <laughs> first thing I noticed uh, cheesy ass Bobby. Uh, that's one thing that I, it, it always stands out to me by the time you hit the eighties, you hit that where Bobby thinks he's now the, the all-star of the show or something and he just starts screaming and yelling not that i don't love it half the time but it's just it's character it's 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 classic classic bobby um i also heard the tickling keys very hard to hear like adam said but i feel like i definitely could pick up two i got like a like a higher set and a lower set of keys they were coming through strong at different points but i i don't think they were switching they sounded like i got them both at the same time which, like you said, puts it between like September 90 and March 92, which means if we need a goose egg, our best bet is 91. I don't think it's one of those off years in like 88 where Bruce sits in on a show with Brent because that did happen a couple times, but that would be cruel to give us one of those shows. That would, that would just be downright evil. Straight up. So 
No, I'm with Adam. I'm thinking it's September 90 to March 92, because that's when Bruce and Vince were both there. Okay, so that's kind of what I was hearing, too. I, I wrote down Bruce question mark, because um, I thought I heard him um, in there. So I, I would go right in that same 90 to 92. Bob just hitting those high notes. Like, did he still have that voice? 92 to 95 kind of thing was it more like 90 91 um because yeah him doing the screams and the high notes like 88 89 90 i mean he was still doing it but um man that was a that was a screecher there and you're right i like what you said nate like the uh rock star performance yeah little red rooster and like traipsing out to the to the front of the stage and like just getting the crowd going and everything um i think it's the short shorts i think the short shorts really bring out his personality exactly the pink charvel on the short shorts that was that 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 was it man right (laughs) um can you tell i'm stalling (laughs) on uh (laughs) (laughs) um gosh yeah i i think uh like you were saying adam like that 90 92 i think you said it too nate that 90 92 i don't know if we just play the game and like split the difference and go 91 since he had more shows if you will in 91 um that might be a little bit of a better guess unless you want to play a little red rooster from 89 and just do that instead (laughs) (laughs) um but i'd I'd be in for 91 i I think we're again we're all kind of on the same page here yeah i agree i think 91 like we could take a risk and guess 90 because it definitely I, i would think it'd be closer to the earlier side but Honestly, there's probably an equal number of shows in late September as there is in early 92. But I, if we ended up guessing 90 or 92 and it was 91, I'd be kicking myself. So The one thing I did notice um, in that kind of Bruce-Vince era, when his earlier Bruce is louder in the mix, he plays a lot more aggressive. And in 92, he, he lays low and he doesn't like jump up loud as much, kind of letting Vince take that spot and you can you can hear it Vince plays louder Vince plays the lead and takes more solos than Bruce does um and that's what I heard there I mean I definitely heard Vince in the harmonizing he has a voice that kind of hits the high end of that when they're all singing together um I mean 91 is a safe bet right okay so 91 yeah I'm cool with 91 91 okay 91 okay one more Saturday night at the Los Angeles Coliseum on June 1st, 1991. Hi. Nice, Thanks, everybody. Um, that was, yeah, that was definitely close. Whenever I know that I have the, the year wrong, as soon as you say um, a venue, uh, and it leads back, I think, to having tapes, you know, cassette tapes and dats and stuff, you'd always look at the cases and you'd look at your rack of tapes and things like that, and you'd see the venues and it just stick in my head. So as soon as like you say London, England, I'm like, oh, we're off, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I always think it's sure. sad now when I look at my tapes and you think about all of those venues and arenas that are gone. Like you're looking like Brendan Bird, like all the ones that have just been torn down, the Met Center um, in uh, in Minneapolis and Brendan Byrne and stuff like that. And so many others that are just there. They've just been torn down. And of course, all the early ones. All these great old hockey arenas they used to play at where you felt like you were going to fall off the uh, balcony up if you were up top. All this these just went straight up. Cops Coliseum in Hamilton, Ontario is like that. I saw them there in 90, so they're 92 or 93. 
And uh, yeah, when you get to the top, like I just felt like if I took one more step, I was on the stage, <laughs> just falling straight down. It yeah. was crazy. My favorite of those old crazy venues that I've obviously never been to is the Sportatorium, which was supposedly mm. just like a big cement hot box. Ugh. <laughs> Got a cool with a, name. With a great name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jaya Live Bronton. That's a great name for a joint. Yeah. Down in Florida, I think. Yep. You guys really nailed that. It was very impressive. In a very pressure spot. And now you have to do it again in order to uh, <laughs> tie and each win prize packs. Let's play this song. Okay, pressure's on. What are we thinking? My gut says 69. That love light, that pig pen sound. Uh, the guitar tone was a little bit weird. Sounded a little bit, uh, I don't know, um, a little bit different. I wrote down 68, 69. Uh, I don't know if that goes off into 70, but I'm, I'm thinking 69. I'll throw out what I got. Um, this is, I fucking love love light. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. Uh, main thing, I didn't hear a single lick of keyboard that entire time, which signals there's no Tom. Tom was there all of 69. He was there from November 68 to January 70. I also didn't hear any key. So there, there was absolutely no keyboard. Pig Pen was singing. He was all, he was, he was mid-rap. There was no one on keys. I was trying to tell if I could get one or two drums. Feel like I got two at some point. I don't know if you guys can back me up on that, which pushes me away from it being like 71 because they did carry love light in the early 71 so i'm between 68 and 70 i'm personally excluding 69 because i didn't hear tom at all that's a good i don't point. know i don't know did you i don't know you guys hear the two drums or the one drums two drums would push me more towards 68 it would kind of rule out 
anything after February 71, but I don't think they played it too often past that. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. What did you think, Adam? Yeah, I definitely. So I have 67 to 68, but this is my logic. So when Pig's singing, you're waiting to hear the call and response that Bobby would start picking up. And I feel like he was doing that in 68 and 69. Uh, the come on, babe, and the Bobby would, would, would repeat after him every time and that wasn't there at all it was just pit um and i was having trouble deciphering if there were if if it was mickey and billy or just billy uh because the drums get really heavy there um if i had to pick boy wow it'd have to be an early 68 i'm almost leaning 67 gosh that's a tough one yeah, because you think those sixty sevens, it's all like it's it's love light, it's schoolgirl, like those that just that classic pig. Yeah, and that was that voice. Um, I I didn't hear yeah, anything that... that led me to believe it was as early as sixty seven. I still think a sixty seven is just not as raw garage, I mean, right? Yeah, like it's they've been together the like two years. Are really bad there too. There yeah. are very limited sixty seven recordings available. Like yeah, if it was good. 69, I mean, Tom Sand stands out. His sound does, especially that time. Um, you would hear it's really high, like it's really right. High. Yeah, you would, you would hear, you would, yeah. they would, I can definitely rule out 69. And Tom didn't vamp a lot either. You know, um, the basis of Dark Star, he played that and he'd carry that off of what Pigpen would doing, but he would play that repetitiously over and over and over and he'd change it just a little bit. Um, and he did that with a lot of songs where he didn't go way, way off. Um, he was kind of an anchor uh, in my mind. So we're ruling out the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not yes. 1994 for sure. Right. It's definitely not, right? <laughs> so I think out of, right, uh, yeah, out of, out of the 30 years, we can get rid of like about 32 of those years. 68 is safe. They played Love Light. I mean, oh gosh, oh, they played yeah. Love Light all the time in all those years. But I mean, they played Love Light yeah. all the time in 68, right? They played a lot um, in 68, 69. And then by 70, they start breaking out all the, they move out to the country and they, they get out of Hyde Ashbury and they stop, they're stopping, right. stopping free yeah. love. Now it's more about right. me and my uncle and me and Bobby McGee or whatever. I don't know. Gosh. Are we kind of thinking 68, 69? What what do you think, Nate, about the 67? Do you think it sounds earlier? The recording just sounded a little bit too good for me. I was leaning either 68 or 70. But like Adam was saying, I didn't get that call back and forth. But also that call back and forth. This song is like minimum like 15 minutes, if not typically 20 minutes. So sometimes that call and response doesn't come until nine minutes into the song and then bobby's like oh wait i i actually uh i can i can join in here and like contribute it and depends he, on how many how many in. times that a pig has to yell wait a minute exactly exactly like <laughs> wait, yeah how in it is bobby that night is he aware this is the song we're playing i don't right. know <laughs> they definitely played it more in 68 than 70 yeah and i think you were kind of leaning 68 weren't you uh adam yeah yeah I, I, can, I can be you know because that's what I wrote 68. down, 68, 69. 
And so I've got 68 as one of my options and you two guys are leaning towards 68. So I, I feel good with that. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? (laughs) (laughs) It's not 68. Right. I guess that's that's the the worst that could happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Curveball, 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 right on the money. And yeah. Yeah. 68. I, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with pulling the trigger on a 68. What do you think, mate? I think that sounds like uh, about as far as we're going to get. I'm, I'm ready to lock in. Adam, you good too? Do it, Mike. Don't crush your hopes and dreams, Mike. <laughs> right? <laughs> Turn on your love light at Seattle Center Arena on January 24th, 1971. Whoa! <laughs> curveball i'm sorry guys i felt bad uh so <laughs> nate you your Didn't first you diagnosis was totally right you're two drummers no tom no it was a tricky one yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you finished with three ten points yeah so the comeback falls short but it's still a very very valiant effort you guys thinking evil things about me right now no, I was just thinking, I'm almost glad that we were off by three years and not off by like one year. Right. I'm just like, if, I'm, if, if, oh. if we're not going to, uh, if we're not going to tie it up, then I'm just like, okay, let's just be off. You guys were great. I think that, that was so great. I mean, talking it out with, uh, um, I'm, I, I was thinking about this all day, the three heads are better than one. Um, yeah. Like Ooh. three dead heads are better than one. I'm yeah. Oh, that. you could use that. Yeah, yeah. steal that. Totally. Yeah. That. Um, three dead heads are better than one. Yeah, three, three heads are better <laughs> than one. But that was really cool. Nate, as the resident primal dead expert, what, what were we hearing there? As my notes go on my sheet of paper, I started with 68 to 71 was my initial jot down. So I did include 71. But then I was pretty certain I heard two drummers, which would have limited it to, like I said, it would have cut off in February of 71. So I would have 71, I, I, like, I don't need, I can't even be mad at myself for that. Cause there's a 0% chance I would have ever guessed 71 on a two drummer song. Cause I'd be guessing off five weeks of shows, six or seven weeks of shows. He leaves mid February. He leaves in the cap run in mid February. So there's absolutely no way I would have guessed for six weeks of a show. Um, I guess I could have guessed 70. I would have kicked myself a little harder being one year off. Like Mike was saying. So I'm content with being three off. Um, I had it I had it in the wheelhouse. I was close. It definitely wasn't 69. I knew there was no Tom. The two drummers is what made it tough. You you, you threw you made that one real tough with two drummers picking the one month of 71 with two drummers. Right after I didn't do that with uh one more Saturday night. That's what I'm saying. I if you guys are thinking like fuck this guy, I wouldn't hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> um the uh last pair of teams episodes are coming out in the next two weeks and then we're going to go to the tournament of champions and we've got some amazing curators lined up very excited about that thank you guys again for uh doing this all right subscribe to guest the year on apple Podcasts and spotify for all the show links including our new youtube channel go to guesttheyear.net and if you want to be contestant on the show sponsor the show or make comments and ask questions email us at info at guesttheyear.net Shout out to Dylan for drawing the posters. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to the amazing tapers whose recordings made the show possible. Congratulations to all of our team's contestants. And remember, it's all one song anyways. And I bet you good night. Good night.
Good night. Good night. Good night.